Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, I'm Pitsy and welcome to Fast Action Friday, or rather Fast Action Thursday for this week, as we have more games than normal on Thanksgiving, so we're bumping up this poor minute forward today to give you a chance to act fast on the Thursday games too. As usual, I am joined by my co-host Rob. How's the week been treating you, buddy? Uh, it's been it's been okay. Um, we had a few technical issues last week, so I made strides in correcting that. I bought a network card for my desktop rather than just a little dongle. And funny story came out of that. I needed to put in a CD to get the drivers installed on the network card. And I pressed the button on the front of the DVD writer and smoke started coming out of it. So I had to quickly swap that out <laughs> and uh, I've had to buy myself a new one. So um, maybe we could use that experience this week in having to swap out something that's old and broken, tired, put in something brand new, fresh. Let's see what we can do there. I'm excited about this Thanksgiving football uh, edition. Uh, obviously, we're going to be a game down, though on the Thursday games because of what's happened with the Steelers and Ravens. How, how do you feel about that as a Steelers fan? Uh, yeah, it's a big shame. I Luckily, I usually have Fridays off anyway, so I was looking forward to staying up and actually going to watch the, the one o'clock game. It is what it is. It is frustrating, especially when we lost our bye week with the Titans earlier on in the season. It's happened again this week. Obviously, I totally agree with it all. 
like it's all like the safety stuff with COVID and everything. It's got to be done. Like you can't you can't risk these things. So I agree, he needed to be moved, and the players that are still going to be off for the Ravens are still going to be off. So it's not changed in that sense. It's just given the game more of a chance to actually go ahead rather than having it cancelled. So it makes sense. Just just a shame that it's not a, a three um, three match up for Thanksgiving. It's just the two. Yeah, um, I mean, schedule changes aside, the NFL have made sure that the game's still going ahead. I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? It's the, that's that's it. Like if if we'd have gone through and and tried to play on uh, and realised that the Thursday night it was more players were getting it and coming down with it, and then they have to cancel last minute. It, yeah, it'd been worse. So mm-hmm. moving it now, giving the chance to get everybody clear and ready to go. I think that was definitely the best decision. The, I mean, the, the COVID situation has caused a lot of players to come in and come out. There's there's a few players that we might talk about later on that are, are in this grey area about whether or not they're going to be available for games. But this time of season, it's important to keep checking those players in the lineups for that COVID list inclusion, as well as injuries. Body, you know, bodies are getting tired. It's been an intense season. It's been a strange season. So if this is telling us something, it's to be alert. We don't want to lose any potential playoff spots through lack of concentration. Yeah, it's it's massive, especially like like you say, this time of year when you're fighting to clinch that spot and even going into the playoffs with the last three games of the year, it's yeah, gotta be on the ball, gotta get those players in and get the players out that are out and make sure you uh, you don't miss a thing and and that I think that's where it comes in with our injury uh, report that we throw in now. So as everybody knew, unfortunately Joe Burrow Horrible tackle. I mean, obviously, it was never meant. We all saw the damage, multiple knee ligaments and the meniscus. He hopefully will be back next season. Uh, well, at least for the start of the season. We'll see how that recovery goes. He's still young, so hopefully that's on his side. Uh, Ryan Finley came in to finish the game off, but by the sounds of it, Brandon Allen has actually been highlighted as the replacement going into this week. Some of the reports have come out about how Brandon Allen did as a replacement for the Broncos last year gives a little bit of hope for the Cincinnati wide receivers and and pass catching however it's definitely a downgrade from Joe Joe Burrow so it's it's a tough decision that people are going to have to make this week i personally have taken out T Higgins for this week at least until i can see how he works with Allen and you know, it's tough on boy tough on green t- tough on anyone who is associated in that offense at the moment one interesting point that came up from a few tweets that came out that Brandon Allen doesn't really seem to like passing to running backs, which is a problem for Bernard, I think, if Bernard plays. As far as, as the matchup goes this week, I think it's going to be so very difficult for Cincinnati to to get things going. They just look so deflated after Burrow went off last week. Yeah, it was gutting. Like They were ahead in the game as well, and obviously you saw the reaction. It just kind of all blew up in the face. and Horrible. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we send him his best wishes and he gets recovered quickly and he can get back to playing some football because he was, he was showing a lot of promise, which was good. All right, another player to go down with a knee injury was Rex Burkhead. He was cutted off the field against the Texans, and they haven't actually told us what it is yet, but it's likely it's going to be his ACL, and Sonny Michelle is returning from IR potentially, so hopefully they can get him back in and get that offence carried on the way it was. Mm, yeah. Uh, I mean, Rex was used on both sides of the ball. He was used as a really strong runner and he was used in the pass catching as well. So there's definitely upside for James White here. As we saw, James White actually did get a, quite a sizable piece of the action after Burke had went off. Michelle coming back here, I, I, I just don't see him dislodging Damian Harris. Uh, Harris has had such a good impact on that room at the back, you know, with 
multiple hundred yard games. I think Michelle's just going to be used as a bit part for the rest of the season, especially as he's coming off an injury. They don't want to use him too much. But I think Harris stays there even when Michelle's fit. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about your uh, game before the name later on, but we said last week that we were done with Michelle. We didn't really rate him. And that kind of carries on high, even if he's coming back from IRs. Yeah, it's definitely not not really his backfield at the moment. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, on to the Texans. We've got Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills. Cobb scored a touchdown in the Texans game against the Patriots, but then also came away with a big toe injury. Uh, he was seeking a second opinion, but he has been put on IR, and it's thought to be a season ending, so that's not good. Uh, Stills was also injured in the game, what looked like a general leg injury, but I think it turns out it's more focused on his quads. Yeah, and then Stills has got some walkthroughs this week, but I think because of how close the game is to the the match last week, I think it was just too soon to get Stills back into the match. He was limited, but he's out. They've been ruled out of this game, uh, as has Randall Cobb because he's on the IR. Kiki Kuti, who came in as well, you know, he got a touchdown. He could be a good play this week, especially if uh, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller keep getting the coverage. I mean, I wasn't personally a big fan of Kiki Kuti anyway. Uh, he seems to have struggled, but. Last week's game might might actually give him a little bit of an uptick in how well he does this week. Yeah, they've got to throw to someone, haven't they? So <laughs> this, yeah, he's uh, hopefully yeah he gets himself involved and up his game a bit. I've always like rated Fuller, but obviously he's injury prone himself. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Greg Olson, your boy, buddy. Last Thursday uh-huh. night, saw the veteran tight end carried off, uh, well partially off the field. Uh, he'd ruptured his plantar, is it plantar fascia? Fascia. I don't know how you spell it. Anyway, a springy uh, web-like ligament on the bottom of your foot connected from your toes to your heel, and it helps you support. The timeline for recovery is between six weeks to two months. Uh, Olsen could be back in time for the playoffs, but has been underwhelming this season. It's this, I think it's the same one that Peyton Manning had at the end of his uh, final campaign. Could well be, and it's when it goes, it's 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 a horrible injury, apparently. Um, I've never had it, but there's been plenty of people who have, and it's it's very very uncomfortable um yeah Olsen hasn't performed well this year which has been a shame Wilson has targeted the wide receivers more but when Olsen's had a look he's just not done what is expected Will Disley and Jacob Hollister have got to be the biggest beneficiaries of this injury they they seem to be getting inroads into Olsen's action anyway and as we know from last year before Disley had his injury he actually looked really good and then Olsen came in to take his time away. So this this could be an opportunity for Disley to to cement his place as the number one tight end at the Seahawks. Yeah, he was absolutely smashing it last season. And then obviously the injury came and took him out. So it was, yeah, got a, got a uh, time for him to get back and get going again. Could be a good a good slot in. Um, but let's see, let's see what his usage is now that Olsen's out. Because I believe they have signed another tight end to fill the space. Final quick one. We've spoken about him already. Gio Bernard, uh, he did not practice on Wednesday due to a concussion. So the backup is Sanjay Piran, who has done reasonably well with his backup role. Keep an eye on this one as we go into the weekend. Straight into weak points as we do every week, dying with the points to quarterbacks. Atlanta Falcons, once again, like we, we say every week, it's the Falcons or the Seahawks. So Atlanta still topping the pile, uh, followed by the Seahawks, surprise, surprise. But uh, the Jaguars have crept up into third place. The Jaguars have actually conceded more passing touchdowns than the Seahawks. At the top, the Falcons play the Raiders, whose quarterback Derek Carr had a very good day against the Chiefs. And now that Carr has some decent weapons, he's looking quite threatening. However, he is spreading the ball around a lot on his offense. So there were 11 different players who caught a ball against the Chiefs. 
Uh, only two players saw above three targets and eight of them made one reception. The two players who did see some over three was Darren Waller, who got seven, and Nelson Aguilar, who got nine. If Aguilar is floating around on your waiver wire, he could be a really good pickup this week. Yeah, so the, the week that he didn't perform against the Browns uh, seems to have been a bit of an outlier. Like Aguilar has done very well with Carr and the Raiders. And yeah, I, I quite like Aguilar this week, and I've been looking around for him, but he does seem to have been picked up in quite a lot of my leagues. If he's out there for yours, yeah, grab him while you can. Um, let's have a look at the running backs, and it's still still the Lions. They seem to have consolidated that position at the top now, and there's there's been no change. They still hold the highest receiving touchdowns to running backs and the highest rushing touchdown to running backs as well. I said last week that this was a terrible stat considering how defensively-minded Matt Patricia is supposed to be. Well, they conceded 20 points without reply last week against the Panthers, against my Panthers, uh, and Mike Davis bagged another Russian touchdown to add to the list. Um, this week, they face the Texans, who have lost David Johnson for the time being. It leaves Duke Johnson and CJ Procise in the back, as well as Deshaun Watson. Oh, he, he had a Russian, Russian touchdown last week as well. Duke has struggled this season. He has got 2.8 yards per carry, and that's even with his new role as the lead back. He just managed over 50 yards in one of the games that he's had the lead, and that was 54, 54 yards against the Browns. And that was really because of one run that went for 23 yards. That being said, this could be a true test for the Lions defense. And if, if they can't keep Duke out, then they've got a big, big problem. Uh, incidentally, the Texans are third on this list. Uh, and if DeAndre Swift is back from his concussion, this game could be one where your prediction from last week's comes good, Pitsy. Yeah, I almost go for him again this week. Hopefully he's come back. He's a good little player. Hopefully he can build up on that. So, yeah, good luck, Swift. All right, straight into points to wide receivers. The Seahawks still top this list. They have managed to stem the flow of touchdowns, but the yards are still creeping up. There's still a huge point gap between them and second place, but that has now narrowed down to around 10 points. So they are getting better. Uh, still out in front by conceded the most receptions, the most yards and the most touchdowns. They face Philly this week. So could this mean Carson Wentz manages to have a good week? I don't know. That's a tough one to call. Or is he going to struggle again, as we all have seen him this week, uh, this year? If he can have a good game, then Travis Fulham and Jalen Rigo could benefit. My concern that the Seahawks have begun to turn some sort of corner considering the gap um, at the top is closed by a sixth. Between that and Wentz issues, I'd be tempted to take those wide players with caution. Our second place team is now the Cowboys who face the Washington football team. So we could see Scary Terry continue to terrify the boys, as well as Steve Sims, who got a touchdown last week. Yeah, I mean, have you seen the size of Cam Sims? He's massive. He's like he's one of the biggest wide receivers. Like I wouldn't say he's Metcalf level, but he's up there. He's a big guy. So if Stephen Sims can get there, you know Cam Sims has been getting a few snaps as well. Isaiah Wright's there in in that in that mix as well. Um, yeah, it could be a big game for Washington again. Another Thursday night game that um, we'll be watching this evening. Tight ends. The the Falcons. You know, still top of this list. They they are not having a great season for defense. The Browns are sat in second place at the moment, just a point behind. So there looks to have been a little bit of movement this week in terms of who's fighting for that top spot. I think there's less than a point in it. The Falcons play the Raiders this week, and we've already mentioned Darren Waller, who got a huge amount of targets compared to the rest of the team. For for me, in in this wasteland of tight ends, he should be a surefire start this week, as as he should be every week. But he could be pushing for tight end one numbers. For Thanksgiving, yeah, no, I've uh, I've had a look at a couple, and yeah, Wall was definitely one up there. So 
I think I've got him in one of my teams. I'm definitely hoping for a big game this week. Right. Game before the name. I have a quick recap from uh, last week. Uh, obviously, I picked Swift, and then lo and behold, as soon as we finish the recording and get a go to get out, he then gets concussed and then gets ruled out as this goes live. So that was all fun and games. Uh, the Pitsy curse continues. So with that, uh, Debo out when I chose him, John Brown when I chose him, and now last week, obviously, Swift literally was in seconds of me chosen, choosing him. He went off as well. So uh, good luck if I choose any of your players. <laughs> anyway, my new player this week. Uh, he has had an injury hit season, so hopefully you can't blame me for this one. Uh, his last three games, though, after coming back, have been seven uh, targets, four receptions for 56 yards, eight targets, seven receptions for 101, plus a 21 rush. And then his last game was three for three, uh, 66 yards, and his first touchdown of the season. And he got that first 100-yard game against the team that he is also playing this week. So an interesting one to go again. Yeah, the the player that you have picked was also the player that I picked. I I did my research, you know, wrote down all, all my stats and then looked at yours and saw something very, very familiar. Um, I think it's a good sign that both of us like this player because for, for different reasons, uh, you've put the stats there. I looked at his target share. I looked at I looked at his uh, opponent. I think I agree. I agree with this pick. Who did you take? It was uh, Michael Pittman. He's just stepping up in that offense, and Phil Rivers. He's he's having a, one of those weird seasons that he, he just ticks over nicely. He gets the balls to his uh, wide receivers nicely, and they just seem to. I mean, they played well last last week. They got that win, so hopefully again they can do it, and Pittman gets the the scores, gets his touchdown total doubled, and we'll go from there. Yeah, fingers crossed, and yeah, like I said, I, I really like this one. We'll we'll come on to my close second choice after doing my recap. I chose. Damian Harris, and he started off so well. You know, the, the rushing touchdown pretty much as the game started it was awesome. Unfortunately, Deshaun Watson had had the game that he seems to have needed since Bill O'Brien broke out. The Texans went 21 points to 10 up, and as a result, the script went against the Patriots, and Harris didn't rush as much in the second half. I think he got maybe four carries in the second half, so not great. He ended up with 11 carries for 43 yards and that touchdown. And one completed catch for 11 yards, which I believe comes to about 11.4 PPR points. So not bad, but obviously it could have been more had the Patriots stayed a bit more competitive. Um, This week, as I said, my second choice, I would have gone for Pittman as well. This player has quietly crept up the rankings with some good performances. As it stands, he has the highest target share of his team. And this team have, have needed to use him a bit more frequently than expected due to injuries in the offense um he's got a consistent floor the lowest number of targets he's seen so far in a game this season is four and the highest has gone up to double figures so there's a potential here for a good ceiling as well the yards haven't been as good as they could have been but this player has paid back with touchdowns he's got five so far this season and his team comes up against a middle of the road defense to this position but it's likely that his team will need to use him to keep their team in this game I was having a look at this earlier and I, st- I still can't work it out. Even from you, I could have tried to work out who had five touchdowns this season, but I didn't get a chance to do that. So go on, tell me who it was. It is TJ Hawkinson. Love Hawk. Yeah, and he's currently ranked as the Titan 3. So he, he was four a couple of weeks ago. He's got up to three now. I think he's just behind Kelsey and potentially Waller at the moment. Yes. 
I think if we the Tower of Power showed us last night that it was yeah it goes Kelsey Waller then uh, Hawkinson so that's good. So yeah, he is my pick for this week. Obviously, I would have gone for Pittman, who is currently five thousand dollars on DraftKings. TJ Hawkinson just behind at forty seven hundred, four thousand seven hundred dollars. Nice. Yeah, no, I really like Hawkinson. I've got him in a couple of places and in one of my dynasty leagues. He's he's just the start of the season. He kind of didn't quite. Uh, get going but he's he's started to pick it up and yeah it's, it's showing why he was a, a first round pick so like that. right then last week you had antonio gibson as your friday fade how did it go not great <laughs> um <laughs> he, after, after such a big week with dk as well i you know i think of all the friday fades i've done so far i think this is possibly the worst one he scored a touchdown early on and I think one big factor in this game was Joe Burrow's injury. Um, the Bengals were actually leading when Burrow got hit early in the second half. And after Finley came in, the Bengals didn't score a single point. They got three and outs, three and outs. There was maybe a six play drive in there as well. The Washington team just tied it up after that. And Gibson saw you know, a lot more action than he would normally get. Yeah, not a great Friday fade for me last week. Well, that's it. He's not, he's not known as the, the passing option, is he? So when Washington are usually behind, it's that passing option that kind of helps make it sit out and reduces Gibson's work. So, yeah, it was unfortunate and obviously unfortunate for uh, Cincy as well. So, yeah, tough one. All right, this week, who have you got? Well, I would have gone with Raheem Mostert this week. You know, he's designate to return from IR this week after having the injury and then the Niners had the the bye week as well in week 11 he's not officially off it yet and he would have to be designated to return by Saturday obviously I can't confirm whether or not he's going to be playing because of when we're recording even if he does come off the IR he's not likely to get the full load that people want him to get because of the injury and they are playing the Rams who as we saw against the books do a good job in slowing down running backs um so it wouldn't have been a great week for most anyway so i'm choosing someone different right who have you got instead then i've gone for adam thielen and again there's a bit of question of whether or not he's going to play because he had a positive test for covid but he's also had a negative test since then so his status is up in the air i feel a bit more confident that he's going to play over most it but a lot of fans will need to keep an eye on whether or not he plays this weekend because he has been invaluable to fantasy teams in these last few weeks with his fantastic catches you know we've seen one one-handed one in one week and then we've seen it again the next week you know he's making a lot of noise against opposing defenses you know Dallas was the one where he made an incredible catch last week they are actually second worst team in defending against wide receivers this week they've got the Panthers who have come off an incredible shut out of the Lions and they rank eighth best in defending against wide receivers in terms of the yards the points Thielen's going to get most of the best coverage in this game if he plays uh, let's face it, he's he's done some amazing stuff against defenders that they'll need to cover him. Um, this does leave the door open for Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph, in my opinion. And on the other side of the, the ball as well, you've got to consider that Dalvin Cook has been doing the business week after week and the Panthers haven't been great. I mean, they're getting better at defending against running backs, but they're still not been great. If Cook continues to get fed like he does, you know, over 20 carries a game, then the Vikings may not even need to use Thielen as much this week. Um, they might just be able to get themselves ahead and just rely on Cook grinding out the yards. So there's three factors there. There's the COVID status, there's the Panthers' defensive strength, and then there's Dalvin Cook as well. So three reasons why Thielen is my Friday fade this week. 
It's a big call. I like. I mean, I like it. I think it's almost up there with um, with Metcalf's call. I think. I think with the, how good he is in his in the offense. It's a bold one. It's a bold one. We'll have to see how this one pans out, though. Yes. Yes, we will. Right, Rush Nation. That's it. Fast Action Thursday in the bag. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone who uh, is in the US and who celebrates Thanksgiving. Don't forget, check out all our content on on site at Five Yard Rush, uh, also on Twitter at Five Yard Rush as well. Rob, where can we catch you? Uh, still on Five Yard, Rob. Great. And I've got Pitts the NFL. Uh, good luck this weekend. It is clinching time. Hopefully, you can get yourselves into the playoffs. Until then, keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.